Hello everyone and welcome back to episode two of the When Dirt Cast, the podcast discussing everything concerning the MFL universe. In today's episode, we're going to be focusing on the past, present and the future of MFL. But, but excitingly, we also have some exclusive alpha content regarding dev updates never heard or seen before right here right now on the when dirt cast and we're going to be revealing those pieces of exclusive content throughout the podcast so make sure you are tuned in i'm one of your hosts jimbo and i'm delighted to be joined by my fascinating co-host calvinator how you doing mate thank you jimbo great uh, intro before we start I think we should really thank uh, our listeners and Definitely. the MFL community and the MFL team for the uh, fantastic um, reception of episode one. We've had so much lovely feedback and also good reactions and people have really listened to our episode because some people reacted with some like quotes or about topics. Um, yeah, the support has been overwhelming and is really motivates us to keep going, keep recording and keep talking MFL. 100%. It's great to see the overwhelming support that we had on episode one. And we thank you all so much for that. If you don't already follow us or like or subscribe, whatever your podcast platform allows you to do, make sure you do. That really supports us. And also leave a rating on Spotify. Five star, please. So without further ado, one quick note. This is not financial advice. Do your own scouting or hire a director of Metaverse Football. Let's get straight into the updates of this podcast. Let's go. All right, Jimbo, how has your MFL week been? Well, this first week of Alpha Season 0.2 for the Wyverns, describe it in one word, been pretty underwhelming, if I'm honest. From, from Iron League champions last season to now um, four games in, We've won one, we've lost three. So we started off with a 3-2 defeat to what is arguably the strongest team in the league. So I wasn't too upset about that one. We then went and won the second game 2-0. Happy about it. And then we've then gone and lost the following two, 3-1 and 1-0. So it's been slightly underwhelming, um, especially when you've only got one club like me. You put all your heart and soul into it. And then you see it crumble in the first four games. But... It's a marathon, not a sprint. We've got plenty, plenty of room for improvement and um, to come straight back up the league. So, yeah, it's been a bit of an underwhelming one, but we've got room for improvement for sure. How about yourself, Calvinator? Um, well, with some clubs, it's been also a struggle, but yeah, that's the advantage of having uh, six teams. But I must say I'm pretty happy. I've got, well, my top tier team, the Casablanca Corsairs. They are actually topping the league right now. Uh, their last game they beat uh, Odessa 5-0 so I'm very happy with uh, with their gold league uh, start in Iron I also got two teams like you're being full in the race for the title the three others a bit less but good start no one's no one's like really disappointing so far although I must say I've been playing around with the tactics a bit I know we Mm. talked a little bit about it yeah in our chat, um, in the last episode, I was fully promoting 4-3-3 with my <laughs> number 10 in the middle, etc. But uh, I think 4-4-2 sometimes works <laughs> for, my, uh, for my side. And now we got 4-2-3-1 coming up. Or like, yes. we can use it in the next match. And we'll talk about that in the dev updates. Yeah. So let's see. But uh, I'm quite happy with uh, the first four games, I must say. That's good. Complete so, opposite to, to myself, yes. but I'm glad that one of us is having a slightly successful start to the season. Yeah, but it's still young, you know, and also some leagues uh, last season were like so close. There was like five teams within three points, five points. Yeah, super close. So there's enough um, enough time to make up. Definitely. Dev updates for last week, or this week actually, because this is still a Sunday being recorded. A lot of juicy updates and also some exclusive ones, which you're going to hear first, some alpha, some exclusive updates. So keep listening for the next couple of minutes to to hear what they are. So obviously, big one, the leagues have started this week, which have been a great success. Agents can now allow offers to be automatically accepted 
accepted if meeting some specified criteria, which I think is great. The anti-spoil system, which you mentioned last week, that's fully working and in effect. You can also disable that if you want. So it's sort of like an opt-in, opt-out sort of choice. Calvinator, you mentioned it briefly then, 4231. It's now been enabled as of um, now. It got released on match day four at the end of that, which is brilliant news. That will be the Wyvern's formation of choice going forward until we lose three in a row and I'll change it. Also, they've been working on a fun event for the upcoming NFT day, which we've got a little bit of information about. That's some of the exclusive. Clubs not participating in any competition will soon be able to sign contracts even if the transfer window is closed. Obviously, they can't affect the league standings or position or anything like that, so I guess that sort of makes sense. Progress is still being made on V2 with the teams now building... Um, I mean, the, the teams are now building more of their attacks, rushing less to the opponent's goal, etc. But they're pausing the development of the V1 to fully focus on V2, which I think is great to hear. I think we all want to see that V2 coming out. So pausing a little bit on V1 for the V2, going no, to be a good thing. Working on more realistic fatigue system for the use of the, of the seasons to come. Obviously, for this season, I had a slightly different one we, or an, an adapted um, fatigue system. And also the word still continues on the secret project. So I think our last guesses about stadium NFTs or leaderboards or rankings, I think were probably wrong. Um, when we posted a tweet about this podcast, the MFL Twitter account replied back saying, did any of them meet the mark? Mark, is that a clue, the word mark? Is it something with the marking? I don't know. I'm tr maybe I'm thinking into this too deeply. Um, if any of you have any ideas of what this secret project could be about, please let us know. I think we also need ideas, but I think it's a secret project for a reason, right? We're not supposed to know it until it comes out. Yeah, maybe it's very much out of the box. Could be. Yes. <laughs> so, But uh, later on, we'll talk about things that we predict for the future or does, that are written in the white paper. So maybe then we can also speculate a bit more about the, the secret yeah. project, I would say. <laughs> Before we um, mention some of the exclusive pieces of dev updates that we've got to tell you all of our wonderful listeners, um, Calvinator, do you want to highlight a few of the dev updates we got this week that you're sort of excited about? I want to touch on a bit. Yeah, so of course we could go again into into let's say detail about four two three one, but I want to highlight um, maybe some like one that's not very you know like uh, how should I say that you know that people get super excited about, but I think it's very important for the community and the game, and that's the uh, possibility for clubs who are not participating uh, in the competition to sign players. Mm -hmm. So let's say you just found out about MFL and you want to, to join and maybe even buy a club. You can already start building your squad for next season. You can already go to the market and with the new auto accept feature, you could literally fill a team right now with, with guys, even if you don't own any players. Yeah. So I know that I think uh, Duff, uh, he, he put some guys out there for like one and a half percent or two percent. I put them a bit higher, my my uh, comments uh, for like 3%. But <laughs> <laughs> let's see if people uh, like them more. Um, yeah. But this means that for, let's say, you know, less than 30, 40%, if you own zero players, you just bought a club, you can fill your old squads, you can play around with it, play some uh, friendlies, and you're totally ready for next season. So I think that's a really... I mean, it's a bit underrated, maybe, this, this new feature. It was not like discussed a lot, but it's very important. Yeah, 100% agree. I think it's sort of gone slightly under the radar a bit. Like you mentioned, new users into the project. They still have the opportunity to build their clubs, even though the transfer window is shut for those who are participating in leagues. So I think it's a, I think it's a great feature. Apart from that, about NFT Day, I think we also have a little bit of a... That leads on nicely to some of the exclusive alpha that we have on this NFT Day and for some of the future dev updates. So for the NFT Day coming up soon... In the dev update, they mentioned that they work on a fun event and some of the exclusive content and alpha associated with that is that hopefully MFL are going to be implementing a, a feature where you're going to be able to open a fake pack on the MFL website and have the potential to win the contents of that pack, which sounds super, super exciting. And I think is great sounds, for those yeah. who don't want to, who don't 
who want to get familiarize yourself with the project, learn a bit more about it, but also get but haven't dipped their feet into it yet. But allows them to feel that excitement and adrenaline and rush of hearing the epic music in the reveal of those <laughs> players, which I think is great. I was just about to mention music. It's like opening packs is one of the you know like best feelings or things. It's your could be anything. Yeah, right. It's, it's like a, buying a lottery ticket. So although with a lottery ticket you might end up with nothing, you do end up with something. <laughs> but it has the potential to turn into a legendary. So even if it's not like a total, like a, a real pack, opening these yeah kind of fake packs can be very exciting. Yeah, especially if it can turn into a real pack. Yeah. No, I so, think it's super exciting. Yes, it will be amazing. We can share it. We can let uh, you know our friends experience that, and maybe. Yeah. In the future, they also make a Depper wallet and join the project. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So at the bottom of the dev updates, Yaks put, next on our roadmap is to implement position, positional penalty when a player plays in a non-natural position. Then he goes on to say, this is planned for the next season along with two other mechanisms adding depth to lineup selection. No one knows what those mechanisms are, but we, but, we, but we do. Uh, we do. So. We have this exclusive content, this alpha, which we'll be discussing later in the podcast. So if you want to know what those two other features, mechanisms, adding to depth lineup are going to be, stick around because we're going to be mentioning them very, very shortly. But let's look at the season. The season has started. We have played four matches in most leagues. Some leagues have played five. Mm -hmm. We are most interested, apart from our own teams, in the, the Diamond League. Uh, last week, we predicted who we thought would be uh, doing well. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to brag, but uh, uh, DFC Bicicione Milano, my pick, is, uh, is doing great. They are placed second. Yeah. Um, your pick was Ballers, right? My pick, my, well, my pick was it's going to be a, a one-two of Meta Mercenaries and Ballers, which are currently sitting seventh and fifth, respectively. So early signs aren't positive my predictions, but like my own club, it's a long way from the finish yet. Yeah, and it's all very tight. It's uh, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. It's a very close league. Diamond is very competitive, so yes. anything. Can happen. But it's nice to see uh, another team on top, the SC Parque. I have to pronounce this right. Ibira Puera. Smashed it. Better than I would have done. <laughs> From uh, Cincinnati. Um, so it's really great to see them topping the league right now. Someone mm -hmm. we did not expect. Yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of great performances and strong teams, not just strong teams, but strong individuals on teams as well. So we want to just give a little shout out to some of the some of the high performing players, some of the individuals smashing in goals for for some of the clubs. So do you want to highlight a few of them for us, Calvinator? Yes, I can again practice my foreign languages because we have uh, Hairi Yilmaz. Well, Hairi, we, let's call him Hairi. From now on, we should just call him Hairi. Hairi, yeah, I can a do legend. that. He already scored eight goals in four games in the Diamond League. Yep. So we could call him an MFL GOAT, uh, I think. One of the MFL GOATs. Of course, Dirk is number <laughs> one. Yeah. But he, he, he can be up there. Um, a, a Dutch guy... I can flex my Dutch again. Stuart Kroll, he has scored 10 goals Lovely. in Platinum League in four games. So that's also an uh, amazing performance. And in, in gold, well, if one of my guys, uh, Gilles Bessa, he scored six goals, but there's loads of other guys. Looking at gold right now, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players all on six, six goals. So either there's not very many goals being scored in gold or just lots of brilliant players scoring loads of goals <laughs> it seems very competitive that's for sure I think one we can't miss out and I'm sure he will love me shouting his player out and his team out is one of the strikers for Park Street Maple FC Captain Taggards um, team in the silver division Roman Leonov with 11 goals bearing in mind eight of those win the first game of the season 
So he slowed down a bit, but I think eight goals in a competitive game is the most yeah, we've witnessed in MFL. Uh, MFL record. We should keep track of that somehow. Yeah, like most, well, we've got track of it now. One game or... <laughs> well, I, we, let's say it's a record. It's an MFL record. Yeah, until and it gets I'm broken out. I'm actually so. a bit afraid because um, he he is playing my team, Black CFC, on Tuesday. So Ooh. I hope uh, Leonov... Um, I don't know, had a bad night's sleep and it's less on fire <laughs> on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, marketplace. We didn't see quite a big move last week. We had a $1,000 plus move. This week we didn't see that, but it was quite an active market, I would say. Anything else you noticed? No, I think I sort of agree with you there. There was no high profile if we're talking, you know, um, legendaries that I can remember, unless there's one has been exchanged in the last half an hour. Um, but I think there's been lots of activity still, which I think is a great thing. That obviously lines up with the transfer deadline also closing soon as well. Players are getting a bit frantic after a couple match days, need to make some improvements, knock out a few players, rip the contracts up, get a few more in. So I think there's been a lot of movement this week. Yeah, we might see some panic buying uh, happening. So, how Dirk? Our favorite segment. How Dirk? How Dirk? Yes. The segment where we showcase and give a little bit of a shout out to Mr. Can you pronounce his name for me again? Dirk Klasse. There we go. The man, the myth, the Wen Dirk. So, obviously, we know he's contracted to the Meta Mercenaries who currently have bit of an underwhelming record right now being the current title holders diamond division they're rocking a one win a draw and two losses and i believe dirk has played three of those yes that's right three he was not involved in the fourth game maybe that's a strategic um resting of dirk or could it be that the man is just not performing we do not know ronan if you're listening I want to provide you with the insights as to the managerial decision-making behind that uh, missing out of Dirk. Let us know. We are really want to know because it doesn't like he's living up to expectations this year. So how's Dirk doing? I'd give him like maybe like a 5 out of 10, maybe. That's being, that's Could being be generous. Better. Could be better. Yeah. The whole team is off to a slow start. Dirk is off to a slow start. But maybe after being benched, he's so triggered that he's going to... He'll come back stronger exactly. with a fire. So that was How Dirk. Speaking about Dirk, we have a new segment called Why Dirk? Or Why Dirk? Where we discuss questions and statements and rant and just anything you, you want to say or you need to share about MFL uh, or you wonder about MFL. And this week, after releasing our first episode, we are ha very happy to see something in the chat. Uh, Jimbo, what, what did we see in the chat that excited us yeah so it's great great to have have this question come through it's one of the listeners um germy is his discord username sorry i've pronounced that wrong but he said in your podcast you touched on keeping players off your team for loan purposes due to being too good for a certain tier he said i'm currently rolling with two iron clubs and curious to know what criteria or benchmark do you use for deciding who stays and who goes very good question well what to answer that Calvinator, what, what what would you respond with? Yeah, so in the in the chat I responded with it, it depends a bit on your preferences or on your strategy. Do you really care about having this trophy section in your profile, not displaying the message no trophies anymore? Then maybe yeah, throw in like eight rares in your team, just win that trophy. But if you care a lot about MFL points, you are wasting a lot of potential MFL points. Yeah. Um, and in terms of point maximization, it's, it won't be a smart move. Um, and also in the future, of course, with player development, you will yeah, kind of ruin the development of the player. So right now I would say, do you care more about trophy? Do you care about points? Make the decision. Probably people care a little bit more about points than about trophies. Yeah. Um, so, and then, yeah, it's, it's way better to loan out your rare players for what 4% to silver from four percent i would say to a silver league team um yeah that makes more sense than keeping yeah in iron. i i agree with you i think i think that's a great answer sort of 
what you, what what you're trying to achieve, what's your objective for your clubs. But also, if you are going to be loaning them out, it's always wise to look at the offers coming in and whose clubs they're coming from, because obviously you want to to maximise your MFL point potential income. You want to be looking at who's aside, what players are already contracted with that club. Are they going to be competitive in that league? If so, if they're coming in the top three, they're easily going to make more, if not equal to wherever you position in, say, iron division. So, yeah, it really it really depends on the individual. If you need more advice, we are always happy to uh, to chat and uh, have a little look. 100%, yeah. We've got one other question. I think it's a bit of a sarcastic one, because I think I know it is. It's from Dane. He goes, how do I win games? How do you win games? I think the first start is um, having 11 players set up in the right positions and then just wait for 90 minutes and hope and hope it comes out as a three three points. I think win, uh... winning one game is not hard. It's about the winning uh, title. Yes, how do you win the title? There you the go. Title, Your aspirations aren't big enough, Dane. They're not yes, big enough. You're exactly. on about just an individual game. You need to, How do I win the season? That's what yes. you got to you need yes. that you need that alpha mentality. And then we're going to help you on this podcast with a big <laughs> if you ask those questions. Um, yes. all right, I think uh, we finished the updates and now it's time for our main segments. Yes, so our main our main topic of this episode two is the past, present and future of MFL, where we're going to look at some of the past milestones, celebrate those or really appreciate how far we've come. Um, and for many of you, you may not know of these these milestones and dates because some of these date back, you know, a year and a half ago, maybe if not longer. Also talk about a bit about the present, whereabouts we're at right now. And then also into the future, diving into a bit of the the alpha and exclusive content we have. So stick around for that. Do you want to just kick off Calvinator with a couple of of the milestones that that we've witnessed? I mean, I think I think this project started. Hopefully, maybe the MFL team can correct us or confirm this, but I believe the Discord was formed around about the early December mark. So, yeah, so I've got here. Uh... We have dived a bit into the, the MFL past uh, and did our, uh, our research in the server. So yeah, December twenty one, let's say, is uh, is when when it it, it started. Yeah, um, I think that's twenty twenty one. By the way, not yeah, December 20. the twenty first, <laughs> December twenty twenty one. So exactly. nearly, you know, eighteen months ago, nineteen months ago now. So it's almost second anniversary time. Then. Yes, up. your birthday cake. Yes, and I think one of the first milestones is the is the first drops. So when the, the first players arrived on the scene, uh, we have an OG player drop dating uh, to the 8th of June 20, uh, 2022. Early adopters, June uh, 29th. We had some uh, uh, drops later, but it's more important that these first drops, the, face, the first players arriving, that's really a milestone. So in this, yeah, the section on the, let's say, appreciate a couple of milestones, all the things that have been achieved, and then look yeah. at the future. So first drops, first players. Yeah, we that's the players are one of the key elements of the game. Get yourself and hooked with the adrenaline of opening a pack. Exactly. That's when it started, the addiction <laughs> of pack opening. Uh, so that's uh, June uh, 22. Um, white paper, yeah. So actually, we when we, we did our conversation before this podcast, um, I was kind of surprised that you mentioned that the white paper um, is, is was actually quite late. Let's say September fifteenth of September uh, twenty two. Um, so can you describe what it was like when the white paper was there? Yeah, so so you joined in just after that, a month afterwards, right? Yes, yeah, no, that's I'd... why. So I was October twenty two. I thought this white paper is is like an ancient document, like the Bible that was there. <laughs> the whole project was based on, but. It was quite recent then. Yeah, so when I joined sort of early June, sort of just, I think I just m- maybe missed or caught the end of one of the original, the OG player drop, definitely the early adopters one. But the white paper hadn't been released yet. And I think obviously when you want guidance and a bit more understanding and knowledge of the project, a bit more depth, you know, whether it's, you know, you're looking at cryptocurrency or, you know, any business or anything like that, you know, a white paper is always a great place to go look. And so that was in development when I joined and that got released 
officially on the 15th of September. And for those of you who were around and remember that date, you remember that agent, people who already had players, the agent role, we had access to it. I think it was 24 hours beforehand. So we had access, you know, we could look at it before the general public did. It's something quite sneaky and quite nice. But it was great to be able to read that because it was a lot more than I expected. And it sort of outlines what the vision is for MFL um, at that time and obviously continues now as well. Yes, and later on in the future, we're going to refer a lot to this white paper. So we'll we'll keep talking about it uh, later on in this episode. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's literally one of the first things I read. Um, so when I found the MFL page and I, I started reading that white paper, and it's also one of the things that sold me. Um, so a, a very important document, very important. It was released. Next up, Milestone, is yeah almost... When I joined, I think I just joined um, a little bit after the club drops because they happened on the 12th of October, 22. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there were three packs, right? So, but you didn't buy a pack because you were hoping for Norwich. I did actually, no, I actually bought the, I forgot what the tiers were now, but it was three different packs, wasn't it? It was iron bronze one, um, silver gold and... Yeah, so it was in pairs. And they were called... And flat diamonds, right? It oh, was... Yes. The pack co- were like pro something and something. Pro pack, I think, was silver and gold. I starter, think another pack... Was co- that starter, pro, starter, elite, elite, I think. Starter, pro and elite. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, I think it's starter, yes. pro and elite. And I got a pro and I sold the club. And I also then got a st- starter... Yeah, okay. the starter, yes, right? Yeah, I already, right. already forgot. Yes. And I got one of those packs. But my intention was to get the Norwich one, which fortunately I did get. So I did buy two of the packs, um, but I didn't go relentless on getting the club packs. Okay. So you, so you did a little bit of business and then got Norwich. I did a bit of business, dipped my toes yeah. in the water a bit, and then waited Noise. for the dive. Yeah, I think I bought like two, I think two starter packs, but then I soon saw clubs arriving for like lower, which was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was like drops being listed for lower than the starter pack and i was like i can better buy some of those then yeah it's cheaper uh, but yeah <laughs> uh, big milestone uh, moving on a giant one is being so then you had a let's say club you had some players although we didn't establish clubs yet but we could already with those players start playing matches and that was on the 2nd of february uh, 23, 2023. Um, so yeah, that was really the defining moment because before, Jimbo, where did we play matches? Yeah, so beforehand we had a Discord match bot which was wonderfully developed um, and created by Kevin, Captain Kevin in, in the matchbot, community. Nickname. Yeah, Dr. Matchbot as he's uh, known for. So the players, before we could use the official match engine game engine which we all know and love and we play our games and friendlies and quests and leagues on before that was a thing and before it was released we used yeah his his, his match bot his match bot in the discord so using the players that you had in your on your account you could link them up and sync it up and you could play matches with each other and i think we had numerous tournaments and you could play friendlies and it was great fun it was great fun very similar to the um to how we've got it now no pitch illustration on there but it had the commentary and the stats and it was brilliant it was it was absolutely I, I, I loved it to pieces so I want to say a massive shout out to Kevin if you're listening for developing that for us yeah and that's where also the the World Cup uh, matches were played which was a really fun uh, event on this yes, course, of course uh, the World Cup um, so yeah that it, it was a really great tool um, yeah, but then the real stuff, the real engine, uh, the matches uh, happened, which is, of course, a big defining moment. Yep. So you could play matches, you had your players, but the clubs were not established, they were not created. Yep. And that happened on the 30th of March, 2023. So like uh, about half a year ago. Half a year ago, yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So it's really nice to to see those steps, let's say, and, and and track them back. It's not not even a half a year ago. It feels longer. Almost. No, it feels a lot longer. It feels like over yeah. a year ago, but it's only not even half. <laughs> um, yeah. So club creation. Then the next up was you have a club, 
if your players, but they're not officially part of that club yet. So there was a need for contracts and those, the better contracts. And we had our little uh, community event with that uh, was on the 12th of May, uh, 2023. So that's well, like four months ago. Yeah. So yeah, it's really, it's really going quick. If you, if you look at those milestones, loads of development. 100%. Yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, we can discussing the present, I guess when we talk about what we've done in, in, in the present here, um, I think you just look back at all the milestones that we have accomplished and achieved over over that time. Um, we look at the fact that we can now buy players. A milestone we didn't point out, I think, was the marketplace being introduced, oh, which yeah. I believe was end of July 2022. So you could actually get all your players and get the pack openings and the player drops, but you couldn't sell any players yet. So, and that was a massive, massive thing as well, which, um, you know, was huge, we, huge for the project. Uh, yeah, indeed. So to think when we I can arrived, now... there was already a marketplace and I already started buying guys. <laughs> so I didn't even, you can't even yeah, think that it wasn't there. I realized exactly. It. Exactly. So to think, you know, I think it's just like we, we've mentioned in our little script is a moment of appreciation, really. For less than two years, we've gone from no project to having a fully fledged system for player drops, club drops, a white paper has been developed. You can now create your clubs. You can now create the contracts. We have a, a game engine, which to me blows my mind. Just, you know, we've got games like football manager, you've got FIFA, all these games that we all know that have these engines. And then MFL is like, yeah, we're going to make our own one. If, I don't know about you, Calvin, but for me, I wouldn't know where to start. And to see the progression we've made in, you know, in, in this time span, I think is unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, well, I'm not a technical IT guy myself. <laughs> I just <laughs> like to, to check the progress. I'm more about uh, the humanities. But yeah, I really, yeah, it's, it's crazy to, to imagine that all of this stuff has been developed. Yeah, and only a couple of months ago, it was... Um, like in July season one and now we're mm -hmm. already in season two and it's going yeah. so fast and yeah, it's really good to kind of pause right now it's uh, so September 23 100% yeah and yeah all of this stuff is is there already and Definitely. We, we, yeah we thought we we just want to first let's say look look a bit back before we look forward and the most exciting part is like how is MFL going to develop which features are going to get released uh, etc so yeah moment of appreciation and i think we should also point out uh, the community right 100 percent. Yeah. yeah the community has been phenomenal whether it's you know how we've grown how we've come together the rivalries and the friendships made between um between community members or managers agent should we call it but also the, the, the mfl team as well i think you know the community has been absolutely phenomenal i think is an integral part of the development and the future of this project yeah, often they say like it's one of the best, you know, crypto communities. Like crypto communities have been notorious for being very toxic and all these petty fights about which coin yeah. is better. And, and and some people just joining projects just for, you know, getting some gain out A of flip. it, financial yeah. gain. Guess yeah. a lot of us are here are just here for the fun, not for any financial gain. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll talk also about that a little bit in our future section. So I think we can uh, kick that off in the future with also a little bit of alpha because what is, maybe Jimbo, you can tell us, for the upcoming season, which two things will be added? Yes. So we're now going to talk about the future and we discussed in dev updates. We've got two mechanisms, which Yaks mentioned dev updates, which we can now go into a bit more detail with regards to revealing what those are. So we'll just take you back a bit. So he said, this is planned for next season, which is the positional penalties, which we were made aware about. He said for next season, along with two other mechanisms, adding depth to lineup selection. Number one, bit of exclusive content. We've all got our, you know, our favorite players in our lineup. Some, some lineups have that one figurehead, loudest on the pitch, the best player, the one who really drives the team, the powerhouse. The one who you'd almost, you'd say, would be your captain. Selecting captain 
being able to select a captain is going to be coming hopefully next season, which I think is huge. And I love to see it. I love to see a captain. What are your thoughts on that, Galvanator? Yeah, it, it, it adds that, that bit of flavor and could also add a bit of uh, a gameplay element. So absolutely love it. I also, yeah, you imagine before on Twitter, I've also written like, oh yeah, my captain, like a Black Sea captain or uh, Castellan yeah. Corsair's captain. And now we can actually select that and show <laughs> it. Um, so of course, I think we should start a campaign that Dirk becomes the captain of Meta Mercenaries. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll, we'll write if no, for that. when captain. When captain, exactly. When captain. Um, yeah, I'm not totally sure, let's say, how it's going to influence or which, you know, like if in FM you have like influence, right? And yes. The characteristic, the trait, attribute. Yeah. Um, well, we don't have that yet in MFL. No. We can talk no. about it later if, if it will come. Exactly. Um, I think, I think it's yeah, just super. It's, it's really cool that we can do it. And then I'm curious how it will affect gameplay. Yeah, it'd be super interesting to see the mechanism come into play. And like you said, it was anything else that comes along with it. So you're wondering, you know, we've told you 50% of these little exclusive content so far. Told you one out of two. The second one, there's a few of you out there with your clubs that have a full starting 11 of one nationality. On top of my head, we've got a few Dutch focus clubs. We've got, I believe, Shadowbeard with his regal book which is all romanian Romanian there's a few others as well you know full 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 nationality teams so you'll be happy and pleased to know you people that there will be a player nationality chemistry hopefully coming to the next season as well which i think is super super interesting and can have a lot of potential with it i uh, agree well i have uh, one team calva juniors and they are a latin american themed club so all, all guys there are from uh, Paraguay, Uruguay, Ecuador, Brazil, Argentina. So for me, for Calva Juniors, this is a, uh, a nice feature. And it will also, yeah, I think force me to reconsider some, some lineups or some uh, squad yeah. selection. Um, I think, so yeah, the, the, the one that was already, so of these three, three features that will be added next season, the positional penalties, we should also maybe briefly talk about it. So... Some guys have three positions and their main one is, let's say, left midfielder, but they can be great as strikers too. So now mm-hmm. a lot of people use them as strikers, but in the future, you might get a little penalty for that. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe like now with the fatigue system, he will play at 80% or 90%. Yeah, I think it's understandable. You know, you've got a centre mid. You could yeah, be 10 rating uh, higher as a striker, but, you know, it's not that's not what he, he's there to do. <laughs> You can't just whack a centre mid strike, you know. You're not, you're not going to stick. You're not going to stick. You know the likes of, you know, Enzo Fernandez as a striker, even though he's got some great shooting and passing ability, right? <laughs> yeah, and this has been kind of a, a, a hack, right? So a, a lot topic. of these uh, right midfielder, left midfielder had a secondary position as striker. So on the on the transfer market, you sell like sixty two overall for like three dollar and turn out to be a eighty striker. Oh, that's crazy, like mm-hmm. seventy five striker. Also, shout out to uh, Ali Coleman for making this amazing tool for us to oh, quickly yes, spot is uh, those secondary positions. Yes. Um, yeah, so now you have to reconsider that a little bit. Okay, so um, the future section. So this is very short term, let's say. So maybe in this month, next month, when season 0.3 uh, will start. Um, I think we can also soon expect the release of Engine uh, V2. So it's been in the dev updates and they're, they're working it, working on it. So I yeah. guess... Especially with be, uh, especially with V1 development being paused exactly. to fully support the growth and development of, of V2. I think, you know, I don't want to put a date on it, but, you know, short term, I think, is probably a, a wise note. Yeah, I think before the end of the year, let's see. That's yeah, I, uh, I like that. Um, yeah, maybe also more formations in V2, although I won't, I don't think that's the priority uh, yeah. right now. Um, I also can envisage a bit more data integration soon. So Carlos has been posting a lot on uh, the Discord. It's great to see. Mm-hmm. He posted today. Everyone loves to see a bit more data. So yeah. maybe this will be more integration. Yeah, integration. maybe if it's or like the you know the data that he posts in the Discord, the great charts and graphics, if they are 
like you mentioned, integrated into the site. So you can see a live or a daily refreshed update of the top goal scorers or assists or, you know, something along those lines. Yes. So um, talking about short term, long term, I think the next item is a bit on the, the border of those two. And I call this the, the clock will start ticking. <laughs> Jimbo, can you explain what I mean with the clock will start ticking? So what he means by that, everyone, is is I guess the, the fully fresh season one and the clock starts ticking refers to player aging and development. So, you know, that's where your players become alive, we'll call it. Yeah. Alive, we'll call it. So, you know, each season they will age, they can develop, and I guess at the end of their career, they can also retire. So that's what he means by the clock is ticking. Yes, the clock will start ticking. So... And yeah, related to that, there are a lot of features we also need to, to talk about. And of course, when the clock starts ticking, it also means that a season really matters. And what I mean by that is that you can promote and relegate. So players age, but clubs can also develop and go from Iron League to Gold League, for example. So I think season one will be really a big deal. I guess they will take their time for it. Before I heard a timeline like December, maybe it will be first quarter of 24, but this will be a, a major item. Now we'll start looking a bit more longer term, let's say 2024, 2025. And based on the white paper and a little bit of speculation, we all love to speculate. Uh, we're going to mm. look ahead at some, uh, some points. So connected, let's say, to player aging are other assets. So let's say you have a player who is 18. He plays a ton of seasons. He's 35. He feels his uh, right knee is, uh, is giving in. And it's time for him to, to quit. So you could say you, you keep this NFT, this old guy, and he's uh, already retired, but he's still quite young so maybe yeah. he can do other stuff uh, and that's um, when we talk about other assets so in the white paper they, this is also uh, written so Jimbo what kind of assets could yeah so they mentioned the future asset classes so whether that's infrastructure so we're looking at stadiums if we're looking at youth academy if we're looking at training grounds you know medical facilities all those sort of different infrastructure items you know, maybe they could have varying tiers as well. Legendary stadium, a rare stadium, things like that. Yeah, and so, Whether so it's... these players who retire can um, work on this youth academy, let's say. So first, maybe they become a scout, they become a trainer, and then yeah. you have an NFT for a youth academy. And then you put, mm -hmm. let's say, a Dirk, 50-year-old Dirk. He'll be a yeah. great trainer, probably, knowing Dirk. And he can be connected to this youth academy. So maybe... Yeah. Yeah, so in the white paper, they, they write about uh, staff, they write about stadiums, they write about youth academy. So mm -hmm. in the long term, you might see extra NFTs, new classes yeah. arriving. Yeah, I think maybe it's, uh, alongside that, you've got sort of like some cosmetic assets, you know, could also have varying degrees of rarity, you know, giving users the opportunity to make their possessions really stand out from the rest when it comes to their account in their clubs etc um i think one that is quite interesting that they state in their sort of like you know looking ahead part of their white paper is players might have more complex um sets of attributes so whether that's you know you've got your shooting is is that you know high free kick is that long range shots that short range shots that sort of thing just digging into some of the attributes and stats of a player in a bit more detail is a really exciting one for the um for the long term yeah we just talked about um uh, captains so maybe with such attributes, someone could be a very suitable captain or someone could be not suitable at all. So yeah, that would be very exciting to have a bit more complex player attributes being added um, yeah. to that. So yeah, to make players a bit more, more special. Now we only have six ones. Also maybe height will start being important. Um, I, I, I've bought this couple of two meter tall guys, so hopefully... They all uh, come into uh, doing that five foot nine centre back. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so 
if we talk about season zero point uh, or season one, sorry, season one, maybe then also we'll we'll start having other assets because what will happen to those players? Let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, also related to that is about points, spending points, the NFL economy. Because if your guys are all retiring, how are you going to replace them? So yeah. that will be uh, an, an, another. Uh, aspect to to having your points spend your points right now we have points Mm -hmm. we cannot spend them yet so probably in the near future we can spend them and then you can also replace your existing guys so that will be great or maybe you have a youth academy with common nfts intake yeah let's see okay i think another big element is splitting operational abilities jimbo what does that mean sounds fancy splitting operational abilities yeah so whether that's you know, within the club or the club itself, you know, could you let other managers, other users manage your club? I know there's a plenty of us in the Discord, in the community, who maybe they've got a really good mate who doesn't really understand much about MFL or NFTs or how this sort of, you know, how this universe or ecosystem works. And maybe they just want to manage a club. Hey, mate, here's, here's one of my clubs. Have them for a season. If you get them relegated, I'm pulling it from you. But if you do well, you know, you can have another season. Yes, I think this is really, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And it will also be a tool to um, yeah, get get new guys in who are maybe a bit afraid, you know, like, oh, no, NFT crypto. But they love Football Manager, they love FIFA, they love football. And yeah. you can just give, yeah, loan out the club to you. Or maybe do, yeah, in the future, maybe organizations get more complex. So right now, some guys also have 20 clubs. Yeah, how are you going to manage that? <laughs> I mean, that will be... <laughs> Probably impossible. So it will also be a necessity. Um, yeah, also a little bit of speculation for me. Maybe adding another tier with maybe non-NFT players. That could also be something in the future yeah. when it expands. Uh, and to get guys in who are maybe not NFT fans, but they are football management fans. Yeah, maybe like a like a, a league or a division like you said, we're not entirely connected with non-NFT players, but give people the opportunity to sort of um, test. Yeah, that's the game. Have a little, have a, have a little, you know, uh, uh, a risk-free, I guess you could call it, um, taster into the game. Exactly. Um, yeah, also about this splitting operational act- um, abilities, I'm already thinking about the, the DAOs. I think some users have created also some DAOs already. Uh, yeah, so I know that ballers have their own DAO, which I think is go- is going great. Hence, part of the reason I put them on predictions for the Diamond League. You know, they've got the cohesion between them. I also think that uh, the Bosco company, his Keto Forest, is a DAO as well. Um, I think there's probably a few other people out there who have DAOs as well. But I think it's definitely um, a great sort of community-driven initiative, um, creating fan bases and followings uh, for your clubs with a bit more um, investment in and, um, you know, connection. Yeah, exactly. So th- those can be connected to splitting operational abilities. And also you already mentioned that from the white paper, like there's a bit more community driven uh, initiatives then, mm-hmm. uh, or like associations. I joked uh, previously in Discord about my uh, goalkeeper uh, association, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if I will set that up on the blockchain, but definitely some DAOs or some organizations, some community driven things. As described in the white paper, there will be um, yeah. great. And a final thing connected to that. And we've talked about this privately, Jimbo, about community events. Like you've been talking to other guys too, I've heard about this. Yeah, I think I just think I think any community driven event, I think one thing that maybe we need in the MFL, because we are an international community here. Bit of, bit of an MFL meetup. I don't know if any of the people in the community so far, whether you're based in North America or Europe or Asia or, you know, if you ever met up with any of the you know, your fellow managers and agents before. But I think maybe an MFL meetup of some sort. You know, maybe I might try and organise a little a little England one, a little a little British one. Um, I know that there's a few people I know, you know, who who live around, well, say live, who also. British-based MFL managers and agents. It'd be great to have a meetup. Yes, and if we have a meetup, we need to have an MFL five-a-side tourney <laughs> happening. 
let's see if we can all kick a ball about for real or just an extra trophy <laughs> a trophy <laughs> yeah so I, I there's also a little bit of speculation but yeah connected communities building communities having an actual live event or maybe watching season finale that would be really great so hopefully in the future this will also happen on um, did we forget anything from the white paper or about future that needs to be said? I think I think we covered most of the topics really with regards to the white paper. I think the one thing to f- to finalise in the white paper is that you know if you want to learn more in depth about the about the project, the white paper is the place to go, and it really does outline some of their vision and what's going on with the project right now, what currently is available, like the ecosystem, the future, etc. So we'll link it below in the description. So you can go check it out yourself. It's definitely worth the read if you're currently in the project and don't have never read it before or you're looking to gain a bit more information inside about the project yes i feel like everyone should uh, definitely read the the white paper it's it's really good to read it and it's, it gives you some excitement about the, the future and most definitely what, yeah what what could be be possible um yeah one thing we forgot is of course that there will be further development of engine of a bit more of uh, of gameplay mm-hmm. and visualization of course that's well also go and if there's maybe an expansion of mfl maybe more sponsoring maybe in-game let's say it becomes really big you can even have in-game sponsoring maybe for your club so yeah yeah, we could go you know even a longer horizon but i think for the the near future we've we've discovered Mm -hmm. let's say two three one or two year timeline and maybe in two years if the wender cost still exists well i'm I'm sure Uh, (laughs) we can look even further in two years of course. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the second part of our future is uh, speculating a little bit about the uh, potential success of MFL. And actually, I wrote a Twitter thread six months ago. It was part of a, a Zili quest uh, to get some XP. Um, but I really enjoy writing Twitter threads. Um, so the plan is I read out my, my tweets about why I thought half a year ago, and I still think why MFL will be successful. And Jimbo, you will uh, react if you agree with me. Maybe <laughs> live add, reaction. That's a bit of an opinion. Uh, uh, yeah, like what's your take on this? Yeah. yeah. So uh, there we go. So I wrote six months ago. So I'm almost one year now in the, in MFL. So six months ago, I discovered Play MFL, and I've been hooked to this amazing football management web three project on Flow ever since. What started as an experiment turned into a full fledged hobby. So, what makes MFL one of the best web-free gaming projects? Here are five reasons. Reason one is the idea. So, all good projects start with a good idea. Football manager on the blockchain with player NFTs is just a great idea. Any fan of both crypto and football would immediately get excited. You play um, FM, but it is one massive continuous multiplayer game with a real economy. Jimbo, what is it? What do you think? Uh, my first initial reaction is, did you use ChatGBT to help you with the wording of this by any chance? <laughs> I think at that time it was not around yet, so I have an <laughs> Good answer, good answer. No, I think it's, uh, I think it's great. That, the idea that you've stated there about how, you know, it's basically football manager on the blockchain and it's one continuous multiplayer game with a real economy, that is basically one of the reason that got me sort of hooked. It's a it's a football manager game on the blockchain. And I was like, right, sign me up, get me involved. So your your the idea tweet is exactly my reasoning behind me joining the project as well. <laughs> yeah, so it's a very good idea. Um number Damn two, right. reason number two why I think MFL will be successful is division. So an idea might be great. But how will it actually work? What is your long-time vision? Uh, One of the things that convinced me about MFL is their eloquently written white paper, which clearly describes all their ideas. Check it out. Well, we just talked about the white paper, so I think this is an easy one. Yeah, I think it just just highlights that when you read the, the white paper and how thorough it is about the introduction, whether it's talking about the assets or the game mechanics and the economy and, and, and the future plans, how in detail it is, you really get an understanding of you know, there is true vision here. Exactly. Number three, reason number three, the team. You can have a great idea and a clear vision, but you also need a good team. 
MFL has a passionate and dedicated team that I really admire for their transparency, clear communication, and realistic deadlines. They do not rush, but patiently build based on their vision. 100% agree. 100% agree. Transparent with their communication, as you mentioned, whether that's development updates or whenever, you know, something doesn't go quite quite right whether it's you know the the launch of you know i'd just say for example i think maybe when some of the game engine you know some of the matches weren't scheduled correctly you know they're very quick to rectify those issues and communicate with them and and, and ownership and, and take charge of that um but i think also you know unlike some projects you get the opportunity to i guess talk directly with them in a general chat they're involved in the discord community I know um, the the latest edition, um, the the CMO. He had he gave the opportunities to actually have a thirty minute video call with him. So you know, some of you, that's Vincent for any of those um, who don't know who I'm talking about, who joined sort of you know couple, officially a couple months ago, maybe last month. You know, he offered the opportunity to have a a thirty minute chat with him about the project. So how many projects can you name that let the actual team have a little thirty minute video call with them on a one to one basis? Yes, yeah, and I also had a, 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 ch- a chat with him, and it's really good that they, the CMO wants to find out about the community, uh, what do people care about, also find out a bit like how, what do we like about the game, how can we market it a bit better. So indeed, again, a bit more transparency, clear communication. Yeah. Number four, speaking about community, um, reason four is the community, because many enthusiasts have flocked to the project, and the vibrant and supportive MFL community is steadily expanding. Many MFL community members are not there to make a quick buck, but they treat it as their hobby and passion. They support each other and spread the word. I think I think you've nailed it on the head with that one, just how great the community is, constantly expanding. Yes, Everyone I think we, is... we just talked about it also, right? That it's like... As a community in the past two years, it's been very supportive and not toxic or not. Yeah, like 100%. Money, so. Looking out for each other, providing advice, because some people in the community before MFL may have not watched a football or, dare I say, soccer to some people <laughs> match in their life. So for people who are offering advice, you know, what's a good formation or what's a, you know, a popular formation or what players should be looking at for strikers? We've got community members who are more than happy to offer that advice to people who aren't as say knowledgeable and experienced in 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 football and final reason number five is the potential so mfl has a huge potential there are millions of football management fans and football fans uh, who would love to join such a game uh, with the current passionate community and the adoption of crypto i am sure the word will eventually reach them as the team keeps building a great game I think next week's episode, we're going to try and get a guest on board, a little bit of a manager spotlight, so see if we can get an insight into one of the managers of the MFL universe. And as always, if you have any questions or suggestions for anything, please do follow us on our Twitter at WhenDirtCast, or alternatively, you can um, drop us a message in the Discord as well. And we will see you all for the next episode next Monday. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. See Take you care. next week. Section, I think we've highlighted <laughs> short term, longer term. Um, talked about why we think it will be a success. Um, uh, well, recording this, it makes me sound a bit like we're a bit almost paid by MFL to promote the project <laughs> heavily. <laughs> but uh, this is really truly what we... Uh, Sponsor us, please. Uh, it, it sounds a bit too much praise almost, but we really feel like this. Um, and I guess people listening to this podcast also believe in the potential and also think there's a bright 100%. future. So we yeah. can say it. Um, if you feel like we are a bit uh, too much, um, leave us a, a comment. Yeah. And uh, and uh, for the next uh, why Dirk and then say we are a bit too much. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, um, yes, great future ahead. 100%. And I think that wraps it up for episode two of the when dirt cast just like to say massive thank you if you've got this far for listening thank you very much if you haven't already like follow subscribe whatever your platform of podcast allows you to do if you can give it a five-star rating that would be great i think next week's episode we're going to try and get a guest on board a little bit of a manager spotlight 
So see if you can get an insight into one of the managers of the MFL universe. And as always, if you have any questions or suggestions for anything, please do follow us on our Twitter at WhenDirtCast, or alternatively, you can um, drop us a message in the Discord as well. And we will see you all for the next episode next Monday. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. See you next week.